plates taken. Taken. Can't sit here. We're back again. Seats Taken Podcast. I'm your old trusty host, co-host, host, Joe. Who? Joe who? Um, we got another one tonight. Last night we did a little constitutional carry in Texas talk. I think we had some fun with that. When we Once we get it uploaded, people can comment on it. Cowboys. Hopefully they'll listen. And, you know, kind of give us some feedback. But tonight we're going to talk draft. You may not hear me too much until we get around to the cowboy talk, possibly. So, um, we're going to let uh, Tyler start it off. He's got some some questions, some answers. I don't know if I got the questions or the answers. But, seems like the old... Jerry Jones took a different approach to this year's draft. Didn't sandbag it with another first round wide receiver pickup. Like old Danny Davis over there was predicting. Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought you know, we could, we could use another receiver. We only got about four or five of them. Uh, you know, maybe we could run the offense with just all receivers. That seems to be Jerry's normal plan. The run and shoot? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they went defense. It's, uh, you know, I, everyone was saying they were going to go for uh, Sertan, and that didn't happen. So I, I thought once Sertan went, I thought, oh, boy, here we go. We're drafting Mac Jones or, you know, something crazy, and then they get Michael Parsons. So I was surprised. I think it's a good pick. Yeah, um... I didn't really see that coming. I don't even know who the hell he was, to be honest with you, because um, he was one of the guys that uh, decided to sit out uh, the 2020 season in college football. So when they announced him, I was like, who this guy? I ain't heard him all season. You know, he's worth the you know, top 15 pick. So Yeah, and looking back, I mean, a lot of people were saying he was one of the best defensive players in this draft, if not the best. So I think it's a good pick. You know, some people have some character concerns about him or whatever. But we can do that, but I, I don't think it's a huge deal. Yeah, I don't know if y'all can tell here. We're live from Texas Motor Speedway <laughs> at the local draft night or the drag night. Yeah. Bring it and run it. Run it and bring it or whatever they call that. Yeah. <laughs> I think his time's going to suck. It didn't sound like he had too much in that car. But uh, looking at it, uh, 6'3", 246 pounds, so kind of on the little leaner side um, for a defensive player. Um, what I'm seeing here, 4'3", uh, 4.36, 40 time. Um, in his 2019 season, 109 tackles, 14 for a loss five sacks and four forced fumbles. I'm not too sure on who uh, Penn State plays. It's worth a damn, but... Um. I don't have any real questions on him as a player. I think it's just a little... Um, 
Yeah, they've spent a lot of draft capital in the last few years on linebacker, you know, with uh, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch. And so it's just a little surprising that they're going another first-round pick towards linebacker. It's kind of like an admission sort of a failure on at least one of those guys. Well, so, you know, ideally, you know, yeah, Sean Lee spot and being injury prone. Yeah, he's he's the new Sean Lee, like plays like him and injures like him. Yeah. <laughs> and Jalen Smith, he was a second round guy, early second round. So, um, yeah. And yeah, we can get into Jalen Smith, but he was a. Uh, I think he was a guy that they could have got a lot later in that draft because of his knee injury. <laughs> he had drop foot. Yes. You know, he, he was a guy that would have been top half of the first round, no injury, but that injury was so bad he didn't even play for a year. They could have probably got him a lot later. But So they spent a lot at the linebacker position. So, yeah, I was a little surprised they went linebacker again. But, yeah. you know, if, if, they're, if they're being honest with themselves and saying Van Der Esch, Andor Smith is not going to work out long term, then I guess it's a real need. And so he was there and they went for it. Well, they already declined Van Der Esch's fifth year option. So they were already looking to the future, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. So he just got this last year and then it's kind of free agency after that, huh? Yeah. Do or die. Um, well, hopefully he has a good season then. What about you, Los, and your. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, my Steelers draft. <laughs> we we addressed an immediate need on offense. Like that, that and we picked up a couple of quality linemen in the draft as well. We've got Pouncey's replacement at center now. Um, took the sting off of Illinois of signing with the Ravens. We got a left tackle to replace him. So we'll see where it goes. We've. Um, <sighs> I don't know that we've we've had a real quality back in there since we had Jerome Bettis when we won a Super Bowl with him. And we've you know, over the years we've gotten away from that um, from that run first, you know, mentality that Pittsburgh was always famous for, having the big bruising running back and we've had a bunch of scat backs in there, the Willie Parkers and you know, what have you, and you know, they're good for flashes and that, but they wear down your defense. So yeah, Maybe we, we'll get back to that with Najee Harris now. He's he's that big back in the vein of Derrick Henry now. He's what is he, six four, two, forty something. He's a big kid. Yeah, Derrick so Henry's a beast. So <laughs> what yeah. do you think about they go Najee Harris at twenty four immediately before Travis Etienne goes at twenty five to the Jags? Did you like going with Harris over uh, Etienne? I, I I would have been happy with either one of them, but I, I like the Harris pickup better because like I said, he fits that vein of what you come to you know, know what Steelers running backs were in the past. Yeah, when you think of a running back coming from Alabama, which yeah, it's going to show those are some powerhouse guys, you know. Nick Saban yeah. ain't looking for some lanky guy to be running in the backfield. For uh, sure, they get some backs there. Derrick Henry is a prime example of that. And then what's his name? There's another running back um, from that era. Same thing. Um, big dudes. Um, and, you know, yeah, that's kind big. of the case for all SEC teams. Yeah. Yeah. And running backs across the board in the league these days are not a priority for offense anymore because of the way that the rules have changed. You know, they'd rather see Roethlisberger out there throwing 5,000 yards every year than they would see a running back with 1,300 yards behind an offensive line. So That's kind running of like, backs, not as, it's not as exciting a position anymore unless they're catching those balls in the you know out of the backfield and running 60 yards downfield with it. So 
Yeah. The NFL, the NFL wants the glitz. You know, they want the the high octane, the high scoring games. They don't want to see those defensive juggernauts like the Ravens had when they won their Super Bowl or when Tampa won their first Super Bowl. Because we all we all know it wasn't the quarterback that won those for them. Honestly, I mean, defense still wins championships even in the modern NFL with the high flying offense. Because you look at the Bucks this year, and yeah, they had Brady and they had a pretty good offense, but the defense. That they shut was great. They shut down Kansas City. Yeah, they did, and that yeah. that just goes to prove prove to you too what you know the their previous uh, podcast that you guys did with your draft preview special, you know, talking about all these quarterbacks that were going in the first round and how you know these long suffering fans think that you know their fortunes are going to change by their first round draft pick at quarterback, and it doesn't yeah. always work out that way because any 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 defensive coordinator in the NFL these days it's worth his salt. You get one good year's worth of, of film on any quarterback, and they'll figure out how to shut them down. Definitely. For sure, I've I've always believed that a terrible team drafting a good quarterback is not going to make them a Super Bowl team. You have to have a good program, a good coaching staff, front office, the whole thing, and then find your quarterback once you have oh, yeah. all that, and then you'll have a, a Super Bowl team. Well, speaking when of look that, at, yeah. Look at, I mean, look at Cleveland. Baker Mayfield is yeah. case in point. He's he's a flashy player. He's fun to watch, but he's never going to win a Super Bowl. There's a there's a reason why Cleveland has sucked as long as they have. So, I believe some of their quarterbacks they've drafted over the years probably could have been good if they went to better coaches or better teams. You know, it's kind of hard to tell, or at least some consistency in that regards because these it's such a win-now driven league where, you know, the owners want a Super Bowl right away, right? You know, they want the revenue that gets generated from it. Right. You don't give, you don't give your coaching staff and your front office a chance to build that rapport with each other and get a good quality team on the field. You know, it takes time to build something like that, but these owners don't want to give them, you know, the, three, four, five, six years to do it. The era of like you draft a quarterback and then you don't see him for two, three years. That's kind of ended. These guys are playing first year. They expect them by, by like year two to be good or else they're bust. Exactly. Yeah, you're kind of in a bad situation being a quarterback these days because, I mean, you obviously want to show out in your college football days. But at the same time, you show out just to get your, for a lack of better words, get your dick stomped into the ground, playing for some <laughs> bum team that don't got a line to save their life. And you're just getting pummeled left and right, kind of like we saw with Joe Burrow. Yeah, Burrow, outstanding it's quarterback, but that line ain't worth a damn, and he's getting yeah, killed back there. He blew his knee out because of that. And yeah. it's funny you mention that because I saw a thing today about Trevor Lawrence that he's never lost a regular season game going back to his entire college and high school career. <laughs> he's gonna lose his first. Well, unless they go sixteen and zero or seventeen and zero, he's gonna lose his first game this year. <laughs> I'm calling it now. Trevor Jags, Jags undefeated. No, that's gonna be a flop. It's gonna be a hard flop. You don't and, believe uh, in uh, in a uh, uh, the coach? What's uh, you know? Urban Meyer. About? I don't. I right. don't believe in him. I think. I think it's the times are gonna get tough down there, and the heat's gonna be on. Like, well, you were this great, you know, coach in college football. Kind of like Nick Saban, you know, when he when he went to the Dolphins to coach, he didn't have it. He was like, I'm out of my league here. Back, it, it's totally forward, Back to college football. Yeah, it's totally different because yeah. if you're at a big-time program, you're used to being stacked at every position. You're a powerhouse. Whereas NFL, you, like, the salary cap limits you. You have limited resources, so you got to, like, pick and choose where you're going to have good and bad players. Whereas at a, at a powerhouse, Ohio State or Alabama, they're expecting to have good players at every single position. 
Exactly. And so I think I think you have to coach differently because of that. And you know, Saban didn't do it, and we'll see what happens with Meyer. Yeah, they're, they're like consistent. They're like consistent college level All Pro teams every year at those, at those schools. Yeah, exactly. And going back to your Steelers, you know, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't let that sentimental value let them hold James Conner on the team any longer. Um, uh, two, two, and two injury riddled. He he had that one good season when he replaced Bell his rookie year when he came in, and then his his first full season as a starter when they let Bell when Bell sat out. Yeah. But um, he he was just he, too many injuries. He couldn't. He just and he's just like any other running back in the history of the league. Once those injuries start to hit them, they question themselves. They their game their game changes, so to speak, because their mentality behind what the injury was, and they don't want to go through you know having to rehab that again. They don't want to re-injure the same thing, so they change their running style up some. And he just never was the same after those injuries in him. Yeah. Um. What about your receiver game on the on the Steelers? You know, uh, Juju's uh, back for another season. Juju, Juju came back for another year. Um, I'm, I'm satisfied with the receivers. We've still got a good core of young receivers. If Chase Claypool can stay out of bar fights in the offseason. If Juju can stay off the TikTok before, in pregame. <laughs> if Juju can stay off the TikTok during the season, not just during the, not just during the pregame, he's – He's got all the he's got all the makings of a superstar in this league when it comes to what he can do on the field. He proved it, you know, his rookie season. I mean, he he outplayed Antonio Brown his second season. Yeah, you know, and he he's got the makings of a great receiver. Can he be, you know, their true number one receiver? I still think he can, but he's got to he's got to concentrate more on the game than it is. You know, as much as he. If he concentrated half as much on the game as he does on being a social media influencer, he could be phenomenal. Yeah. As much as we uh, like to um, get pissed at the Steelers, it seems like, you know, year in and year out, uh, they're a playoff caliber team, um, regardless of what's going on. Oh, so obviously, man, they're doing something up there, right? <laughs> it's just they can't get it right once yeah. they do get in the playoffs. It's, I don't I, – I, I love to hate on Mike Tomlin. I say it every year. You know, we get halfway through the season, we're underperforming, and I'm waiting for them to, to can his ass. And then my best friend down there in Texas always talks to me off the ledge. He's like, well, say they can them at the end of the season because another year goes by and they haven't won that seventh Super Bowl. Who are you going to get to replace him? He's played, he's coached for 14 seasons. He's never had a losing season. They, exactly. just, they just don't get rid of coaches up there in Pittsburgh. What is he, their fourth <laughs> coach ever or third coach well, ever? He's, he's only been the third coach since Chuck Bolt was there, right. which took over in 69. <laughs> so, you know, he, he, he's he got his Barry Switzer Super Bowl under, you know, under his belt. He that Super Bowl with, you know, with Cowher's team. He's been consistent enough to keep them relevant every year, but – we always had the big offense, but we never had the defense to go with it during his time. Now he's got the two parts together, and he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to run them together. What do you see about uh, Roethlisberger's future? Because he seems to be he kind of. Well, I think yeah, they need to get off last year. Yeah, um, they need another quarterback. I'm going to low key. Oh, don't get me started on all our backups. I I low I low key. I low key had wished that Ben would have decided to retire in the offseason and that we would have gone out to Matt Stafford. 
That I like Stafford. That was a thought in the back of my mind that if we could get a player of Stafford's caliber who still has, you know, a solid 10 years left in the tank, if he gets behind a good offensive line and he gets some good players around him, that, you know, we had a shot at, you know, winning a few more Super Bowls with, you know, with him. This is Roethlisberger's last year, I think. I think he, he'll finally retire after this year. I bet we'll see Tomlin with his first losing season after that. You know, uh, I don't see I, definitely, definitely not Mason Rudolph. He is nowhere close to being the answer to, to Roethlisberger's heir apparent. Ever since Miles Garrett clocked him, I mean, if I was if I was gonna if I was gonna make a move on any one of the quarterbacks that we have in our roster now after Roethlisberger. I would hope that they would bring Josh Dobbs along quicker. Because <laughs> I don't see Dwayne Haskins being his heir apparent either. No. You think that, um, I know this is kind of a long shot, um, but what about a uh, old boy uh, from the Saints? The, I guess he's the third James Winston? No. The guy that filled in for Drew Brees this season when he was hurt. I think they won every game with him oh. in. Oh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill. That's a that's a tough oh, I don't, gun. I don't, even, I don't even think Taysom Hill is true as the answer to Drew Brees retiring. It'll be Jason Winston's team down there for a yeah, couple I know, of seasons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why why wouldn't I mean, that Taysom, guy just Taysom move Hill? On? He has a he's a good flash in a pan player to come in and get them the novelty plays that he did. It you know get the fans you know excited about you know <laughs> being at the games, but. I don't think that they go. I don't think that he's a, quarter, a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I don't see him as a real quarterback either. I mean, yeah, exactly. He's a guy who he can throw the ball and he can do different things. So you can bring him in for some kind of wrinkle plays, but to be like under center every play, I don't see it with him. No. Uh-uh. The Steelers definitely need a big boy quarterback back there. They don't need some lanky kid back there because the way y'all play. Well, um, yeah. What if 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 Roethlisberger's not going to be there after another year or so, are they going to look to trade, you know, some some picks or something in the draft or season trade or something like that? I mean, hear me out on this. They have to look in the draft. Hear me out on this, and I don't. A lot of people will probably feel indifferent about this. Um, say after this season, Aaron Rodgers ends up with the Steelers. Yeah, that's. <laughs> he's been he's been linked to them recently in the media. That's one of the landing spots that people say that he may end up at because it, he once out of Green Bay. He was what hurt last year when they drafted George, what's his name Jordan Love or whatever the kid's name is. He was upset with that because they didn't um, they didn't you know ask for his input on that draft pick. Which that was a dumb draft it, pick. It, it, <laughs> it is. It, it was what it was. They've got to do what they got to do to protect their future too, and he's got to understand that. But and, you know, in the same vein, Roethlisberger has never been best friends with Rudolph. You know, he wasn't a fan of them drafting the quarterback when they picked him up a few years ago. And they, it's not like he's mentored him during his you know brief time there, and he's brought him along. And he, <laughs> that's you know, that's widely reported in the media too. So. Yeah, nobody um, wants to train the replacement. You know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't want you to try. I'm not. Getting, I'm not here to make your life easier. I'm here to continue to, to do what I've been doing all this time. I, I think the thing with Rodgers this offseason is I think Brady winning that Super Bowl kind of really triggered him to with all this stuff. Where he saw how 
the Buccaneers really rolled out the red carpet with Brady, and they let, they kind of invited him into uh, some of the decisions on personnel and things like that. And the Packers haven't been ever really doing that with Rodgers. I, I think that's kind of the thing he wants. I mean, look at what Rodgers has done with the little that Green Bay has helped him out on. When's the last time Green yeah. Bay drafted a, a wide receiver in the first round? I, I, I can kind of see it both ways because, you know, everyone says, okay, they don't draft offense, but if they only drafted offense and never defense, you know, then the, then the argument's, okay, well, they never give them a defense to work with. You know, you can kind of see that both ways. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're definitely a defense-heavy team. <laughs> when you yeah. think of Green Bay, you think of their defense. You don't think of their offense. Yeah. But is that the worst thing to have as a quarterback? You know you don't have to go out there and score 35 points to win a game. Yeah, but it would not. It would probably help in a clutch situation with a game on the line. You know, one possession yeah. left, and I mean, you only got one legitimate, you know, receiver out there, and the other team knows that. So guess what? They're double, triple teaming that guy. I think what's going on is is this is like a broader trend of NFL quarterbacks are kind of flexing their power, kind of how NBA superstars have in the last five, ten years. Yeah. I think NFL quarterbacks are realizing their value to these teams and that they can kind of do what they want, and the teams really have to fall in line with that because the quarterbacks are so valuable. I mean, Deshaun Watson is sort of trying to do that to get his, get out of Houston, and it, it doesn't seem to be working with either of them as well as they want yet. But yeah, it, I, think the, I think the trend with quarterbacks in the NFL is sort of like that real uh, – you know, really flexing their power to get what they want because they know how valuable they are to teams. That's true because you look at the quarterbacking landscape in the NFL right now and there's only three quarterbacks after the NFL that have won multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and they're, all just, in the, they're all in the twilights of their career too. Just think yeah. about like if you have a if you have a good quarterback and he has like a dispute with your coach, you'd rather have the good quarterback and you can find another coach. You can't find a quarterback. Like you could you could say that about almost anything with your team. Like you could get rid of something, but you can't find another quarterback unless you're really lucky. And True. on the quarterback subject, um, I know he gets a lot of hate. I'm a huge fan of him. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Dak Prescott. You know yeah. he's not a player that goes out there and bitches and moans every week. You hardly hear from the guy. And the stuff I mean, you he- do hear, like with the contract holdout, guess who that's coming from? Not his mouth. Not his agent's mouth. It's the Cowboys putting the spotlight on him to make him look bad, but, you know, finally accept a contract. Yeah, well, the biz- the contract stuff is just business, you know. I mean, I don't fault anyone trying to get their money, and I don't fault the team trying to not pay him. That's just business. And you look at his numbers, yeah. you know, he's he's probably top five QB if you look at his numbers. I mean, our line just- is, hasn't done him any justice. Well, you got you can he can thank his defense for his numbers because he – Typically, he's playing playing catch up, and he's throwing those junkies yeah, at the end of the fourth the, quarter. There's definitely, especially this last season, like before he got hurt, he was like close to leading the league, or maybe was leading the league in passing yards, and a lot of that was bat padding, just chunking yeah. the ball into games. But like, I think he's good. I don't know. It's just one of those things. He just doesn't jump off the off the TV. You watch him, and it's like, okay, he looks decent, and then you know maybe he has a good stat line, and they win. But like. He doesn't just seem like a ultra playmaker, elite quarterback that like you really have to have. And let me ask you this: I mean, if there was anyone else out there, who else would it be? Our QB? Well, that, that that's the problem, and it goes back to the, what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring Romo back after he's done golfing. But no, like it goes back to the the quarterback power thing. Like they know how valuable they are, and even if they're like 
top half of the league, exactly like what else are you going to do? You can't find a quarterback. So like your, your, your choice is you keep Dak and you know he's pretty good or you play the field and you have nobody and hope somehow in the draft or whatever you get a quarterback and maybe it takes you a year to get a quarterback and maybe it takes you 20 years like the Bear or the well, the Bears or the Browns or someone like that. So it, it's just a huge roll of the dice to get rid of a quarterback. So if you know you got one that's pretty good, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. I'm definitely excited for this upcoming season. Uh, not only that um, the draft picks of, you know, our teams have gotten, but also, um, you know, fans are going to be back in the stands. And, you know, a yeah. lot of these teams are winning away games, which they really shouldn't have been winning in the first place. Because um, you have their whole, you know, their fan base there making that racket. Um, that, that, plays a, that plays a huge part into a lot of these games and the outcome of these games. I think you're right. That, that, that's never it's never helped the Cowboys, though. I don't know. The Cowboys have, like, the worst home field advantage of any in the league. You look like the stats. Like, they just – Yeah, because half it doesn't help them. drunk before they even come in there. I don't know what it is, man. The well, If it's the fan, the tickets are expensive, so, like, the crazy fans are not buying tickets or, you know, what it, or – I think it's because – A lot of times there's a lot of – there's a lot of away fans there all the time. Like, there you go. Because yeah. it's such an attraction. Yeah. It's such an attraction. There's always like so many away fans that come. Well, it's like going and to the I think there's also just see them play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think some of it is also the architecture. It's not conducive to it's, like reverberating sound. It's the glare from that huge TV. <laughs> yeah, and you oh, have yeah, the windows. That's lie, another I'm funny a, thing. Yeah. I'm not a Cowboy fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I did have some good times going to those games at the old Texas Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, that stadium me was awesome. My, me and my, yeah, me and my buddies were in front row dead center watching the, not the Ice Bowl in 93 when Miami was in town for Thanksgiving. That <laughs> was one of, the craziest, one of the craziest games I'd ever been at. But, I mean, I went to my share of those games back then with my buddies. I mean, we always had a great time. And the crowd is just, back then at Texas Stadium, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. I haven't I haven't been to the new stadium yet, of course, because I live you know nineteen hundred miles away from there. But you know you don't even you know even watching the games on TV, you don't get that that feeling from the crowd. Like you know, there's a there's a constant you know buzzing drone in the stadium, but I mean the I, crowd doesn't ever really seem to be behind them at any given point in the game to give them that little push that they might need. I mean, I went to a game there for our honeymoon to see them play the Eagles. And, you know, there was probably more noise going on outside than there was in that stadium, which is ridiculous. You know, that's a that's probably the biggest, you know, besides the Redskins rivalry we have. You'd think that place would be buzzing. But it was like, you know, being at Hooters watching mm-hmm. a baseball game, you know. It's, that, that sta- it's a destination It's kind of weird place, in, in Dallas. Sure. There's like. Go ahead. Yeah. And for some reason, like, even though the Cowboys are like the most popular team or one of the most popular teams, and they have fans all around the country. There's, like, a lot of Cowboy haters in Dallas. <laughs> oh, yeah. And lots of fans of other teams in Dallas. Now, because... And I think that kind of hurts them, too. I don't know why that is. Yeah, everybody's moving here now. I mean, you got a lot of transplants Yeah, that might have something to do with it. California, I mean, every day I see a different license plate. Illinois, Chicago, I mean, I mean Illinois, or, like, uh, New York, or uh, Florida. California, California <laughs> mostly. California, but... Yeah, I mean it's, but one thing people forget now that you know Jerry likes to get new play purties and everything, 
I mean, this stadium's getting close to it's creeping into the twenty year mark. I mean, not by any time soon, but it's what fifteen years. I'm kind of judging it by how long I've been with the company I've been with. And yeah, it was like oh eight, so uh, oh eight or so, so like yeah, thirteen years. Yeah, yeah. so. It maybe not long where he'll be thinking about getting something different, you know, <laughs> moving the team somewhere else. I mean, he might move it up to Frisco this time. Who knows? Yeah, it's good to get fans back in the stands. At least it'll make the games more exciting. I think. Yeah. I think it helps on TV when you're watching and there's a full crowd and you can kind of feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Teams don't, but also you think fans don't like showing up to a mediocre team. You know. Yeah. You kind of lose interest halfway through. It's like shit. You know. Here we go with the. We're fighting back from 20 points down. Yeah. You know, half the fans are leaving by halftime so they can beat the traffic out of there. <laughs> I, I am looking forward to this Cowboy season. We went pretty heavy defense in this draft, which was a huge need for us. The Cowboys have had bad defenses for kind of a long time, really, since DeMarcus Ware was here. So yeah, you, had, you, like, went, really like, good defense. you went, what, eight of, eight of 11 picks for defense? Yeah, something like that. I mean, uh, yeah. looking at the list, the only offense we got a tackle, a receiver, and another lineman. Late, like all late in the draft, but those were the only yeah. offensive picks. Everything else was was defense, so they're keying in on that. So, yeah, and I think it's good because they have so many weapons on offense. You know, the only thing on offense you could maybe say you want to improve on is the line because it's starting to age, but defense was always a huge need, and the Cowboys haven't really invested any capital in it for, for a long time. That was that they gave up nearly 500 points last year. I mean, it was awful. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. And it didn't help that once Dak was gone, you know, the offense was, was pretty stagnant. Lots of three and outs and giving the ball back. And Well, hopefully we won't see that but, this year. But, you know, you never know. I'm still kind of miffed at you know, the money they paid um, um, Zeke, you know, in the offseason last season before last. You know, it's. I yeah. still don't get that. I mean, you know, because the, the what they say the life expectancy of a, of a of a running back is what three, four years tops, maybe. Unless you're Frank Gore, if you're lucky, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you would you would think that with the pass happy way that the league is these days, that you know the running back position might be a little, you know, their their longevity might you know be stretched out by a year or two because you don't have those running backs out there that are carrying the ball, you know, thirty times a game anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and but it, I mean, you you don't you no one ever takes into account all the abuse that their body takes through high school and college because they've been running the ball that entire time still. So, and that's a good point because a lot of people don't understand how long they have been playing football. It's not this they just started playing once they got drafted by a pro team, you know, or right. coming out of college. I mean, some of them been playing for you know ten years or better, you know. I think what happened with that Z contract is he was holding out that year, so they basically had to pay him or else he wasn't going to play. And that was Garrett's last year. And I think Jerry really wanted to give Garrett like one more good year of here. I give you everything. There's nothing holding you back. Like, what can you do for me? Yeah. And I think with that, he kind of got pressured into paying Zeke just so that there would be no excuses for Garrett. And he would hopefully have a good season with Garrett and not have to fire him. And, didn't work out. <laughs> Fine, anyways. And now we're stuck with Zeke paying him, and he's basically already declined. I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure he's better than Tony Pollard right now. Tony Pollard's oh, legit. I, yeah. If I, if, I, if I had to keep one of them as a GM, I would keep Pollard hands down over Zeke. Yeah, if you if you didn't have the contract obligations and you're just exactly. looking at it too. Yeah, I think you, you would too. You drop Zeke now and you got the rest of his contract you're stuck with and 
and, and I, part of it, I wondered uh, how much does marketing factor into it. And Zeke, the Jersey seller, he's a big personality. People like him. You know, Jerry's all about that money. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, sometimes I feel like that side of it kind of leaks into these decisions. The business side of it. Yeah. Just yeah merchandise and all that and just yeah. general cowboys. popularity he always likes having the cowboys in the news so like if we have a player who's famous kind of would rather have them than pollard pollard's kind of an under the radar guy you know no one's buying pollard jerseys nobody's really talking about him a lot on tv or anything yeah right the uh, Dak prescott um kind of in the zeke thing uh Dak mm-hmm. prescott i think he definitely needs to develop that fuck you uh attitude um, I think that's what a lot of our Cowboys quarterbacks have been missing um, is a, a quarterback that he don't give a shit, you know. He goes out there, he don't care who you are. Um, you know, we kind of had a bunch of pushover QBs, you know, ever since uh, Troy Aikman. You hey. know, these QBs, they, they'll go out there and they, I mean, think about it. Ever since Troy, our QBs have been pretty soft. I wouldn't yeah. call Romo soft. Romo was a miracle. Yeah, Romo wasn't out there <sighs> taking charge of that team. Romo was a Romo miracle. Romo was a miracle. <laughs> yeah. And, he, man, he had the most wasted career I've ever seen because that franchise was just totally dysfunctional his entire time. And then they kind of hobbled together a good team right as his like back was breaking because he had been killed hey, for so Leonard long. We had Leonard Davis, all right? <laughs> Yeah, early in his career, yeah, but he, he, we had Leonard early in Romo's career, but he got old, you know, and for a long time there was no offensive line until they started drafting linemen every year, and then by the time they finally had a good line together, I mean, Romo was already, like, mid-30s. I, I just don't see, I don't, I don't see that being Dak's personality, though, idiot. As, as bad as some of the teams that he's played on here recently have been, you know, he's, he's not the kind that's, you know, some of these other quarterbacks that are out to stare down their receivers after they drop an easy pass. You know, you don't see the cameras showing him talk to them on the sidelines or huddling up his offense to rally around him. I don't... He's, he's a solid field general in the regards that he most likely won't be the one that loses you the game, but I don't think he's ever going to develop that mentality you're looking for, Tyler. Well, if he ain't going to do I it, think- our coaches need to do it. Someone needs to be no. out there getting in some ass. And that's oh, and I haven't it, seen that it, anywhere. It ain't gonna be Mike McCarthy. God yeah, you, you think you think Kellen Moore's gonna start chewing ass? Half that team was there before <laughs> Kellen Moore was even on the team. <laughs> hey, that's an FCS champion you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> He's been around the block a couple times. He's he got oh, a national shit. championship under his belt. I'm I'm just trying to wonder how. Uh, like, how did Andy Dalton kind of respect Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator, considering, like, the, all the battles they had in college? Like, they, they, they were the same, basically the same year in college, and they played each other a few times. It was a big rivalry back then. Those yeah. before, before TCU was a was in the Big 12. It was kind of them and Boise State were the, you know, the out-of-power-five kind of spoilers. And right. it's kind of funny to me that he was playing under Kellen Moore. Like, he's supposed to respect him as the offensive coordinator, and it's like, Man, I was better than you. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Dan Quinn coming in to be our defensive coordinator? I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. Um, I'm hoping he's going to be good, but I, I don't know. We, I feel like we've 
we've been hyped with so many like defensive coordinator hires and they just don't seem to work out and maybe it's maybe it's the player side we haven't been giving them the, the resources there and hopefully we're starting to do that told you they should have brought wade back yeah wade phillips was the best damn hey. thing we had going for us <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wonder if Wade would be willing to do that. <laughs> well, he's got, well, he's got some skins on the wall here of recent years, you know. Yeah. I mean, Denver and L.A. and you know, so hey, why not? But you still oh, stuck. stuck re, re, retreading quarterbacks is like retreading journey quarter. I mean, retreading coaches, coaches and coaching positions is like retreading quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. You have these same journeyman quarterbacks that end up on rosters as backups their entire careers when you have this same coaching carousel that seems to go around year after year after year where these coaches just they jump you know coordinator positions from team to team and like well so you weren't worth a shit when you were with Atlanta wow how are you going to be any better with Dallas yeah and that's the thing with Wade is you always hear about how good he is but it's just weird how he never sticks with the team right but I don't know. I'm not super excited about Dan Quinn. <laughs> Maybe he's going to be okay, but we'll see how it goes. If if they can cobble together an average defense, that's all they need. They don't need to be the doomsday defense. They need to be an average defense, and our offense is going to win us games. That's going to be the formula this year. Do you think there will ever be – I mean, do you all think there will ever be a team, an NFL team, do like what the Cowboys did again? Maybe they, maybe they have partially or what have you, but uh, – to bring in like a a college uh, team, you know, the coaching staff from a college team, the head coach, defensive, you know, special teams, all that, like the Cowboys did back in the day. Um, I mean, is, is there a chance of any t- any team just taking a chance like that and doing that, something like that again? It seems like the Jags are sort of going in that direction. I mean, they're, they're handing over the reins to Urban Meyer, and he, he's hiring guys he wants. Yeah. But – We'll see. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. It's just the the play is just so different, even from some of the major programs like Alabama and them. That the perennial powerhouses going from season to season. The NFL is just such a different beast than college is. You know, even when they try to bring the college coaches up to duplicate what they've done at the college level, you know, none of them succeed at the at the NFL level. Yeah. I mean, at least not like they did, you know, in the college ranks. I think on the yeah, I think on the college ranks, you can kind of not be like a X's and O's genius and win games by having just a really good team because you recruit well and you know you execute well. But I think in the NFL, you got to really be more sort of creative and strategize better to really do well. And, and I think some of those college coaches. Maybe they're not used to the level that they're having to do that. Yeah. And also another thing to think about, I just don't think these guys give a shit to play for these teams anymore. You know, back in the day, you know, it meant something to play for the Cowboys. It meant something to play for the Steelers. And these days, oh, you know, we're just any yeah. other team. It's, to- it's totally gotten away from it. it. It's the same. I see it, this, it being the same in all major sports. It's it's more of a me-me-me-driven anything nowadays and it is as a, as a team sport because yeah. everybody's out there chasing that bag they all want their money what am i worth how much are you gonna pay me not what can i do to help this team win a title yeah i think for the most part they don't they're not like super tied to these specific teams because 
you know, they feel like the teams could cut them at any time if they're not producing. So, and they look at it as a business. So or, or they chase I, I don't think ring. it's how it used to be. Or they chase the ring. You know, they want a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, they see somebody go like mm-hmm. a Tom Brady go to a team. But, I mean, he's a different animal compared to some of these other players that have made the transition to another team and tried to – I mean, but you would – I don't know. It's with, It seems like that's like – with, like with the Rangers, for example, you get some good players, and as soon as you get one that gets on a streak here, he gets hot, they trade him. And then he really explodes when he goes to the Yankees or the Red Sox or, you know, San Francisco or something like that. And you're like, well, what, what in the hell happened there? But it's it's strange. I mean, I... Yeah, Tom Brady, uh, you can hate him all you want, and I can't stand the guy. And, you know, a lot of people were, you know, I think that was the nail in the coffin. You know, was it Brady or was it Belichick? Maybe a mix of both when he was with the Patriots. But for his first season away from the Patriots to go to the Bucks, who really weren't worth a damn the season before, and do what they did, I don't know if it was luck or, you know, Brady can just really lead his guys like that. But, you know, he's got something going for him. Maybe the aura of him coming to the team, people, you know, they kind of thought, well, hey. They play better with him yeah, back I there. Mean, their confidence level went higher, maybe. I don't Who knows? Okay. Tampa Bay already had the defense coming up. They just needed that quarterback that wasn't going to go out there and throw 30 interceptions like Winston was. And when you, you throw a, you know, a six-time Super Bowl winning quarterback into the mix, it's kind of hard not to be successful at that point as long as the coaches are invested in them, which, you know, obviously they were. So hats off to them, but Christ, I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> Yeah, that's Devin's QB Jesus. right there. <laughs> having having li- having having lived up here through almost all of those Super Bowl wins that they had in New England, Christ, I can tell you this: New England Patriots fans are an absolute, totally different class of their own. And I hate every fucking one of them. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> dealt with a few of them in the Navy, <laughs> and they're they they are definitely full of themselves. So, let me so tell, spoiled. Let me Can you imagine me, your your team? Oh, you watch them win seven Super Bowls. Ridiculous. Yeah, they they might the NFL may as well just folded after their last win because there was hardly any football talk up here this year. My buddies up here, shit, no one wanted to talk football with me. Yeah, because they had Cam Newton up there, <laughs> and they got him for another <laughs> year. Yeah. Oh, now they got Mac Jones though. Yeah, Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, they're still going to be irrelevant. Go back, go back to the conversation you had in your draft in your in your uh, pre-draft special. How many how many uh, national championship quarterbacks have won Super Bowls in the NFL? Two. Yeah, very. That's gonna be, that, that trend. That trend will continue with Matt Jones up here. He ain't gonna win nothing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see it. He might be okay, but Belichick I, might be I, hanging I, up the 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 sleeveless here soon. <laughs> And that's another thing: is, is Belichick going to stay around for all of Mac Jones' career? Because if Mac Jones is, you know, like Mediocre. if he's a legit quarterback, he's going to be another fifteen years, like ideally, right? But it, you know, Belichick's not going to coach for fifteen more years. God he's probably no. got like two or three left. I mean, that, and then after that, then they're then they're no then they're nothing special. Then they're no, just another NFL team, and right. it'll be like everyone else. Yeah. God forbid we see the Patriots and the Bucks in the Super Bowl this season. <laughs> Well, that would be a story, wouldn't it? <laughs> I might finally get Brady and Belichick to retire. It'll end up a tie. The first ever tie in a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'll go on too long. Like, we just got to cut it, and we'll pick this up next season. Yeah. 
But uh, well, that's football talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kind of in closing here, uh, what do y'all think? Uh, we'll start with the Steelers. Where, where do you think the Steelers will end up next season? Because we got that 17 game season, which what is it? Bypass the uh, the the wild card? Is that what they're doing with this? How's this working with the 17 game season? Because it's, it's, it's a, it just adds an extra game to the schedule and extends the season out by a week. Makes the NFL more money. No, well, of course. Yeah, there's no reason to do it other than a, just another week of TV. Cowboys yeah, play the Patriots they, in week 17. Yeah, they cut and they cut a preseason game out of the mix too. So, well, know, no biggie, no biggie there. But can't um, what do I see Pittsburgh doing this year? I they'll they'll catch a lot of heat from. I think they'll catch more heat from Cleveland this year than they will Baltimore. Um, I still think Jackson is a flash in the pan. They figured him out. We don't have to worry about him in Baltimore. But um, I, I still think we win the center. We win our division this year. Uh, do we start out 11 and 0 again? I hope not. Um, that We're was too get that much pressure on that of team. Game one. Yeah. <laughs> 11. Eleven and 0 was a lot to ask of anybody last year, and in a weird season that it was. I mean, we. You know, people talk about that 11 and 0. Well, they're not dominating teams. They're not blowing teams out. What does it matter how you win a game? You're winning them. Right. You know, 11 and 0 was 11 and 0. It was still impressive for them to do it the way that they did. Um, I hope Roethlisberger doesn't throw another 5,000 yard season. Um, I think you get some help from Najee Harris. We've got some um, issues at defense that we hopefully addressed in the draft. Um, I think they go. Uh, I'm gonna. Go fourteen and three, um, and I think we we make a run at the Super Bowl. Do we get there this year? I would love to see the seventh one, but honestly, do I think that we've got all the pieces in place to get there? I don't think so. I definitely, I'll agree with that. Um, but I definitely think <laughs> but that I see, it'll be the Steelers I, I, in Kansas City in the in the championship game at least. Yeah. yeah. Um. Whatever. I mean, it. If y'all get to the the AFC uh, championship game and hopefully aren't facing a healthy Kansas City at that point or maybe a slightly hurt Kansas City, I think y'all have a good chance as long as um, Ben Roethlisberger breaks an ankle somewhere in the season because you know he always plays better when he's hurt. Um, but as long as, you know, the stars align, I think the Steelers could make a, a run at the Super Bowl this year. Because, I mean, really, who else in the AFC right now is looking that dominant? Patriots, they're still rebuilding after Brady. The Bengals, um, they still got some work to do. Uh, Baltimore, uh, it, it seems like they kind of lost their drive. Uh, the Browns, they're not really – they're still young. That whole team is still young. Um, I think they might be something to talk about in a season or two. But as of now, I mean, who else? Unless I'm missing someone. Who else could be up there with Kansas City and Pittsburgh? If I just landed on this planet right now, I would say that would probably be it. Am I missing something, Mr. AFC? <laughs> Uh-oh. What was that? Oh. So did I miss something here? Is there any other team in the AFC no. besides Kansas City and Pittsburgh that's really looking dominant that could make a run? 
No, no, I don't see it. I can't. I think Kansas City is still the. Um, they've still got Patrick Mahomes, and as long as they got Mahomes, he's he's not that. He's not that. Um, what the league is, you know, morphing into with their quarterbacks, like with the Kyler Murrays and the Lamar Jackson, not the guys that don't. They don't have any qualms about taking off and running the ball. They you know rather end up having their running stats and the. Than they would the passing stats. You know, I don't think they're going to lead their teams to any Super Bowls anytime soon. But uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he's, he that guy is ridiculous. He's in the league all on his own. Well, and I, I, I still about the think Bills. I mean, I guess you could throw the Bills up there. Josh Allen, yeah, great quarterback. They've got a good defense. Um, that might be Pittsburgh's biggest worry right there. Y'all play the Bills a couple times, don't you? Uh, we I don't think we played them this year. We played them last year, and they put a thumping on us. I remember that. They they had our number. Their defense is pretty stout too. So, and Tennessee, yeah, Buffalo is one of those. Buffalo is one of those teams that can dev well. Tennessee still has Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. So even though he's an ex Aggie, I still don't see him winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, you figure out how to stop Derrick Henry, and you shut that team down. <laughs> definitely, that that definitely showed last year in the playoffs. Yeah, it did. That it did. They had a, they had an impressive run knocking some of the top seeds out, but when it came down to it, they they lost their seat pretty quick. But um, yeah, Buffalo could be definitely next to that mix too. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Um, I don't think we'll ever have to really worry about Cleveland becoming too serious. They got their you know fan base all riled up with that win over Pittsburgh in the opening round last year, but I don't see that happening again. Yeah. So. And that's just because I'm, I'm a Cleveland hater too. So. Understandable. So out of the AFC, we got Pittsburgh and uh, Kansas City, possibly in the the top two positions in the next season. Um, what about the Cowboys? Where do we see them uh, at next season? Man, the Cowboys. It's so hard to predict because every year we do this, where we look at them and we're like, oh man, man we're going to the Super Yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl, and then like they just come out and they're just flat. And they're riding around 500, and they either make the playoff by a game or they miss it by a game. I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't happen again. Honestly, I, I kind of see them going maybe 10 and seven. They'll get pressured probably from uh, probably from the Redskins or the football team. <laughs> I think they got uh, they got the quarterback. What's his name? Uh, they just signed RG three. <laughs> no, 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 not RG. Baltimore. <laughs> RG knee is in Baltimore. Uh, it, it, uh, He's healthy now. Ryan uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they got in, in Washington. Oh, do you think Fitzmagic's going to do something down there? He'll be okay, and then they have a pretty good defense. They'll give us some trouble. You know, they'll be hovering around 500 probably. And it, it's really, you know, up to the Cowboys what they want to do. If they want to focus and play well, they'll they'll win the division by three, four games. You know, we'll win the if division. They play like crap. Going seven and ten. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not super confident about. The, I think the Cowboys will win the division, probably ten and seven or so, and then you know they'll lose in the wild card round, or maybe they'll win the wild card game and lose in the second round. But kind of see it going how it usually does. <laughs> There's always next year. Yeah, and then the next. I'm not, I just I don't know. Uh, from what I've seen, the Cowboys have a relatively easy schedule this upcoming season, and um, I'm going to predict thirteen and four on the Cowboys. 
I hate these awkward records. They just sound wrong. They shouldn't be. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say thirteen and four. That's not a real NFL record. I'll give you all up. I'll, I'll give you one that you're you're accustomed to. Eight and nine. <laughs> I don't know about eight. I mean, I think I think they got something to prove this season, especially after last season. You know, that that was embarrassing. Um, and yeah, you can put it on Dak got hurt and. They That's were bad before he got hurt. <laughs> we had a, a veteran quarterback back there. I mean, did the team give a shit about him? No. I mean, they let the dude down there get his head knocked off, and they all turned their back got, and walked to the sideline. Yeah, he <laughs> got killed in Washington, and they did nothing. They didn't even care. I mean, that's just typical Cowboys football. I mean, so I, I don't know how I can get excited about him. You know, at least it's not Garrett. But <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. But speaking of Garrett, Giants, I mean – as dumb as what's his name is, um, their quarterback, another mouth breeder, uh, Eli uh, Jones, <laughs> yeah, Daniel Jones, Jones. Mac Jones' brother. Uh, they don't look too bad, um, and it was unfortunate that Barkley got hurt. Um, their defense looked pretty solid. Um, offense was all right. I mean, they damn near made the playoffs, didn't they? Well, they got Garrett offensive coordinator, so I'm not too worried about them. <laughs> he'll clap them. He'll clap their way to a wild card game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, they'll do whatever is the minimum that Garrett doesn't get fired. That's how good the Giants offense will be. So, um, who do you think will be <clears throat> the two teams representing the NFC in the championship game this season. It depends on how big of a chip Aaron Rodgers has on his shoulder this year and if he's really hell-bent on getting out of Green Bay. He's really the big uh, piece that could swing this whole thing anywhere because, you know, there's no reason Green Bay shouldn't be a contender with him playing there. And and then you got, obviously, the Buccaneers are back and they brought back basically all their starters. So I think they'll be back and they had to figure some things at the beginning of last season, but obviously they got it figured out. So I think they'll come out of the gate looking good. So, so yeah, we got to kind of have to see where Aaron Rodgers goes. I mean, there's always the Seahawks. I don't know but, about them. I think, I think the Seahawks days of being dominant are over. I mean, you saw that last season. I mean, yeah, Russell uh, Wilson was, you know, relatively healthy all last season, and but did they even make the playoffs. I think they did, didn't they? He's got no. I, I think they did. He's got no. He's got no weapons on offense, and their defense struggled last year. So yeah, the Legion of Boom is gone. Some something to watch will be uh, will be the Rams with Stafford. See what they can do. Yeah, Stafford. Stafford's a, I was going to say this earlier. Stafford is a Ben Roethlisberger 2.0. I think <laughs> both similar playing style. I mean, both play phenomenal when they're hurt for some reason. I don't know well, what the thing is with that. <laughs> That's why we'd love to have had him on our roster, but uh, the football gods didn't see fit to have that happen. But his his fortunes in Detroit, they never had anybody around him, period. He's never had an offense to work with. He's never had a defense to, to work with. He's just another he's Cleveland. A good, he's a good quarterback in a horrible situation his entire career there. What do you think so about? He's, he's, on a, he's, on, he's on a team now with the number one defense in the NFC, so it's, 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 his, it's his time to shine. He's got the weapons on offense to do it. He's got a good offensive line, and 
I, I can I can see them making some waves this year finally. Yeah. What do y'all think about Arizona? I'm not a big Kyler. I'm not a Kyler fan. I don't. No. I don't really see it. I mean, well, you he's think under, we're a team he's that's kind of build over here? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what is the coach. What's his name? Uh, well, it's not Bruce Arians uh, anymore. Uh, what's his name from Tech? Yeah, Kling, Klingsbury, Klingsbury, whatever his name Cliff, is. Cliff Kingsbury. I, I Kingsbury, don't, yeah. I don't really see it with him either. I mean, he had some good offenses at Tech, but like those, Tech was never good with him. They had some offenses that scored a lot of points, and that was about it. He knows how to develop a, a quarterback, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I guess, but like, you know, at the end of the day, it's about winning games. And if you can't be, if you can't win games in the Big Twelve. Like you're not that good because the Big Twelve is, I mean, it's okay, but Fairly like, easy. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it, if he's expected to be like this badass NFL coach, he should have done a lot better in the Big Twelve. And I know Tech's not a powerhouse, but I mean, I just don't see it. Cliff King, I I could see them uh, moving Cliff Kingsbury eventually down into a a coordinator role, and you know, solely focus on developing you know QBs and his offense more than I could see. Yeah, them continuing I, I, with him at head coach. I think he would be maybe good at that, but uh, you know nobody's going to demote their head coach. They're just going to fire him. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, who do we see top two in the NFC? Bucks. I'm going to say Bucks, and let's go with the Rams. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams in Green Bay. Um. Hopefully Rodgers pulls his head out of his ass and tries to prove sing, them wrong. Sing Kumbaya and they'll get it all worked out. I don't think they're going to get it worked out, Ooh. but he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder all season. And I think this will maybe his last FU to him. Be like, I, I gave you all right. I could do. And um, whether you do what I need you to do or, you know, I'll find another team that will accommodate I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you how many fantasy football games I lost because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers decided he was going to go off and throw five or six touchdowns any given Sunday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of fantasy football, he's, as long as as long as he's healthy, you know, there's no question. He's you know he's always going to have Green Bay in the mix, and like I said, this is this will be his. I think this will be his one song year in Green Bay. I don't think that they could match that relationship. So I think he'd like to go out on top to prove a point to him. Definitely. Um, Devin, what do we got here? Yeah. I'm going to go uh, Cowboys Green Bay. There you Cowboys go. Cowboys Green Bay Super figured. Bowl. There you go. <laughs> Good picks. Well, um, our closer back in the bullpen. I don't know what he's doing. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. It was a pleasure speaking with you gentlemen. Um, Until our next episode, this seat's taken. Oh! Seat's taken. Taken. Can't sit here.